This is The Financial Coconut, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. And I'm Timothy Mazier, Editor-in-Chief of Blockhead. Join me and the crew on our weekly Friday segment as we filter out the noise in the crypto space and keep you updated on the ideas that actually matter. This is Blockcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Blockcast. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. And this is Tim, managing director, uh, managing editor. <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy has taken one step above. <laughs> I am, and this is Mark. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the CEO uh, of Blockhead. You see, Mark say okay, but he override you. He never even let you complete your introduction. Come at you live from uh, Anxiang. <laughs> So yes, Tim and Mark, uh, the regulars on the show. I think down the road we're gonna have some guests, right? And that's the that's the idea for our listeners. So yeah, if you have any guests in particular that you would love us to talk to, you know, uh, any crypto villain that you want us to talk to, you know, and uh, drop it in the comment section. I don't know where's the comment section on podcast, you know. But yes, uh, actually, you should just either email us or let us know. Yeah, go on Blockhead, talk to them. Oh yeah, we need a Reddit lah, right? We need a Reddit. This is like the, the third week in a row we've been talking about Reddit. Yeah, okay, so let's, a, get, let's, let's get it done. We after need this. get it done. Let's get it done, right? <laughs> let's get it done. We need a Reddit. We need a Reddit for this. So yeah, we are back. Um, another great week in the crypto space for investors. So, or traders, or degens, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us, tell us. Um, yeah, how how has your week been actually for both of you? It, it was actually Mark's birthday yesterday, so maybe he should talk. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, some reflections on uh, some reflections. turning a year older. Uh, turning a year older. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I've got the body of a fifty-year-old and the mind of an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> That's my reflection. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a you have a eight you have a three-year-old at home or something. And I have like uh, yes uh, a, a one-year-old at home. <laughs> a one-year-old. At home. Okay, okay. Yeah. So busy, busy period. Huh? But but things. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. Just for a curious question, a curious side question. Uh, are you getting like more side traffic because the market is better? Yes, actually. Really? There's correlation in content consumption and the performance of the market, huh? I don't know because, you know, Blockhead is generally, you know, it's still in growth mode. So like, you know, we're we're seeing audience jumps. I I don't know whether it's, you know, really related to the state of the market. Mm. But but generally, we we notice that, well, we're not really like markets focused. Like our articles that touch on markets have very good traction when things are looking up. I guess people just want to know, is it time to throw my money at this space? Yeah. What should I buy? Things like that. But all you need is a cigarette and a blindfold. That's how you trade investing crypto. Oh my goodness. That's not my that's not my house view, uh. I need to I need to call that. That's not my house view. Yeah. But yeah, once it's up like so much, as we've seen like the past two weeks, you know, like the ship has kind of sailed uh, um, mm-hmm. at least in the short term. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, fair, interesting. So yeah, let's continue. Do check out their site, you know, as, as you learn more about these things. So yeah, Tim, bring us through the very first story. Yeah, so that, that leads it pretty well to the first topic of discussion. Like we wanted to talk about the new L2 on Ethereum, uh, Shibarium. So it's launched by the Shiba coin, uh, the meme coin. We talked about meme coins last week. Um, this is a new development that has pushed SHIB up 30% over the past week. You know, it's a Dogecoin spinoff, but... Um, it's still a meme coin because it didn't, at least until now, have much utility or application. And it also has a huge circulating supply. Um, so, you know, I don't think you should look to it for, you know, to 10x anytime soon. No, but didn't it already 10x? Or did it didn't really like 5x or something? No, I mean, the, the, the recent pump was only like 30%. La, so it's still like 0.00, I think like five zeros one. Huh? <laughs> But okay, you know, you think, wow, okay, I cannot, uh, so I cannot, yes. one dollar can buy a hundred thousand, but you know what? The, the, the supply is 550 trillion. <laughs> so, you know, don't get caught again. Like a lot of people did with, with Doge. I mean, the point is right now uh, that the community is trying to create some actual utility within the ecosystem. Yeah. That's the interesting part. Yeah. That's the interesting part. Yes. Uh, so uh, what are they doing? It's this L2 Shibarium is expected to, you know, same thing, minimize transaction fees, increase, you know, the, its processing power. But what the network is being optimized for, I'm, I'm still not clear. Mm. I mean, like, you know, I, and I quote here, like, you know, the developers mentioned that the goal of the new update in its infrastructure is to revolutionize the Shiba ecosystem, first and foremost. <laughs> By removing barriers to entry for small transactions, okay, can drive with that, upgrading the speed, allowing the development of decentralized applications and integrating non-fungible tokens. So basically, it's just, you know, like, I mean, just to cut a long story short here, it's just supposed to improve the scalability. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know you know what, what I call that, right? I call a keyword mashup, right? That's like... <laughs> That's, that's, confirm that's like chat GPT wrote yeah, that shit, man. Com, com, like, yeah, confirm <laughs> chat GPT wrote that shit. Like, like, it's like me going to like my investors and saying, oh, I would love to raise so that I can uh, have an all-inclusive media that's like sustainable for the long term and continues to develop. We've got a quality value that can churn great profits. <laughs> that's like, you know, it's, like, it's like, what are you trying to do? Yeah, I mean, you read the announcement, it actually looks very good. And, mm. you know, all, all the applications that they cite and all that, it, it all, all sounds good. But, you know, if you're a triple A game developer, are you going to say, like, okay, we're going to deploy and ship? No, that, that, that <laughs> is uh, really the big question now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Wait, wait. Okay, okay. So, so actually, can can I get a bit of color around like uh, why these meme coins are around or why are, why are they actually getting this kind of pump? And like, yeah, I mean, in, if, if there's this kind of pump, that means people are putting money in, right? Correct. Right. So then like, why or like what's happening here and, and what our listeners should think a little bit about because you already say it's a Dogecoin spin-off, right? And honestly, I've seen my friends own Dogecoin and like Shiba and I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? But I say, make me money. You know what I mean? So that's the dissonance, right? So uh, any thoughts around there? No, I mean like, you know, I think that people are just remembering what happened during the bull run last year or sorry, about a year, a year before that when you were, you know, people essentially gaining financial freedom from like, you know, investing in these meme coins early. Mm. Yeah, and I don't really think people are really thinking about utility here. It's more like, you know, look, like this happened with like ship, ship like, you know, like a couple of years ago, it could happen again with Shibarium. So like, you know, let's let's try and get in early. Yeah, it's a, it's a spray and pray, uh, like, you know, with, with all the large cap meme coins. Right now, you know, it's just a rally in the wider crypto markets. So that obviously spills over to, to all this nonsense. I mean, I mean we, we, we personally have met like three people in Singapore 
who have actually retired on ship. Nice. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, like really legit credible guys, you know? So it's not like... Uh, <laughs> Wait, were they credible before they ship? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Did they yeah. become credible after they ship? <laughs> no, no, before, before. And then, okay. well, yeah, good is a well-paying government job. Yeah, so, you know, this has actually happened. So I, I think that people are just looking to this as another way out. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was so loaded emotionally. If this was another show, I would have dug deeper into that. Like, people are just looking for another way out. Well, that was like, wow, so loaded. I love it. Right, but this is a different show, right? We're not, we're not going there. Come on, chill so we can have that discussion. <laughs> but yeah. We, we should ask him if he wants to be a guest on the show. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea, man. We should do an episode of people who've retired on ship. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, as much as we sound a little bit like you want to act like objective, so like must say utility, must say all this, must say all that. But there are many people that trade things and they come out on the other side, right? You can say it's luck. You can say, you know, they know what they're doing. But it's always an interesting story to, to kind of think a little bit about. I mean, it's also timing. You know, once you see the news everywhere, it, it, it is too late. Yeah. People already positioned ahead of you. You are the back, right? So, uh, great lah. So, in other words, we spent 10 minutes saying that it's not important. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, but, but that is still important to discuss because this is like in, in all over crypto media and people are thinking like, oh, you know, th- could this be something, uh, you know, that I should get into? But I don't know, like whether it's a worthwhile investment, probably not lah, but not, not making any. I, I don't think it's worthwhile getting into a discussion on the utility of this uh, particular mm. token. Lah. That says a lot uh, for Mark to say that. That says a lot. <laughs> it's a really no use at this aside from like you know like what i've quoted from like you know like uh, various websites right i mean i think i think it's clear that they have to offer something differentiated from what from the og token right yeah so obviously then it becomes like utility as a way to kind of market it yeah so that that, that could be your, your strategy like look for for tokens or, or meme coins which have nothing and then wait one or two years and then hopefully they build something then you just that's not my house view either <laughs> that's not my house view. I must call out they were not house view uh. right uh, is Timothy Southern has uh, has this like revelation have I, have to I told share. you guys how much I, I find Shiba Inus actually very annoying dogs I, I love oh, you dogs, mean by the, the way. The dog itself, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We don't go there. We don't go there. Last okay, week, I think you recorded that. Our post producer cut it out. Okay. So, <laughs> oh yeah, right. This week can keep. This week can keep. Like, just to let people lovers, know. Yeah. yeah, just to <laughs> let people know, we we cut it out. Right. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that's the first story. I think uh, the whole idea is this thing is all over the crypto media space. So we just want to put out our, our viewpoint, lah, right? It's not everything about utility. You know, some people have made a made a killing out of these kind of rallies. But is it really for you? You know, uh, are you already priced out, right? Because other people are already in, right? So are you the bag? I think that's the question. And so this brings me to the second story, right? So second story, interesting. Huh? Ukrainian deputy prime minister said he will take salary in CBDC. Wow, right? So that is a, a bold move and uh, this comes from uh, Davos, right? So we have some crypto lessons that we have from Davos, right? And the crypto industry finally is back, right? Of us, for all of you that don't know, uh, essentially Davos is in Switzerland and when people say Davos, right, what they really mean is the World Economic Forum, lah. Right, but it's not not as exciting. I mean, last year they did a work enough forum elsewhere. Wait, they did some. They did elsewhere. Or they did in Singapore. Or they wanted to do it in Singapore, then they cancelled it. Then it was postponed twice. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember because I was planning some content stuff, and then postponed, postponed. Like, huh? Oh, I wasted my time. Okay, anyway, but yeah. So, uh, it was the first time that they ever entertained the idea of hosting it out of Europe, ma. 
Just hey, Rich, Rich, I think that was 2021. Uh, 2020. Oh, 2021. Yeah, 2022, okay, okay. it was still in, it went back to Davos. Okay, it went back to Davos. Okay, okay, cool. Well, I mean, like, before we get into a discussion of CBDCs, right, like, one thing that's really hanging over this whole Davos forum, right, is that, you know, the, the entire, the, the whole premise of the World Economic Forum, right, is just built on globalization, you know, and we are really entering into a period of time, right, where the idea of globalization, right, really is in peril. You know, you, you see, like, the world, world being divided into clear factions. You know, uh, Western businesses, you know, like trying to be less dependent on like uh, China um, with what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. And also like you see like, you know, Brexit over the past, like, you know, like what's happened over the past few years. So it's it feels as if like, you know, like the focus for, for Davos might be changing or like, you know, I, at least like, you know, you see like the, the delegates that are going down, right? I mean, there are obviously no Russian people there. <laughs> <laughs> There have been no Russian people on in many, many... Correct. Yeah. They kicked out of G7. They used to be G8. You know, there's a lot of things. I like, mean, right? so, Russians are still all over the slopes la, of Davos. Control yourself. Control yourself. We're not so, going there. So, so anyway, then, 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 then moving to the conversation of CBDCs, right? I mean, it's quite interesting to see like how the different countries are just really like looking or ad- at adopting something like this, uh, be it at their own pace or like uh, as aggressively as Ukraine. Yeah. No, like, I think Ukraine got no choice. Uh. They've been bombarded to wit's end, you know? Yeah. So it's like their, their infrastructure is probably a shit show. You know, they, they need to use other ways, right? So yeah, similar to what's the country that, that use Bitcoin as legal tender? El Salvador. Uh, it's also same shit show situation, right? And I'm not saying like shit show in the sense that oh they are badly managed, blah blah. blah. A lot of them right have gotten through some really hard times, right? So Ukraine is just one of the many, right? But in in this Davos conference, right, it's not just that, right? There are many other people that participated. So think people like Circle Global Blockchain Business Council, Casper Labs, Ripple, you know, and all that. Right? Ripple can you can even say that Ripple is like a bank crypto kind of thing, right? But anyway, yeah. So um, there's a lot of all these companies they still send their representative there and really at, at the World Economic Forum it's a bunch of Atas people coming together to talk about what's the future right so they are setting the future and negotiating the future you know in a higher ups of the global society lah. yeah so so the, the, the all these crypto companies that you cited I mean they're basically there to lobby um, the, mm. the, 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 the the trap fi uh, institutions uh, yes. you know selling it as you know we can reform we can be molded and uh, we can reform. <laughs> I mean, they 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 know that TradFi wants to engage with this space, but mm. yeah, I mean, they 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 want some guardrails, lah. Mm-hmm. So, are there any concrete? guardrails that, that they are discussing the forum is still ongoing so I haven't read like the latest reports I think it, it goes on for the rest of the week uh, but you know like in, in past years it was things like CBDCs you know right now big thing of course is regulation I mean FTX has been dominating the discussions like, well, crypto related discussions I, I think that the thing about this is like the ball is really in the SEC's court right now like you know I, I think that they really need to come with like I mean the first thing that really needs to happen is you know just a general classification whether tokens are securities or not and I think that that is one of the things that is currently outstanding and like once once we get some clarity of that then then you would have the the effective guardrails sir okay okay but, yeah. but for for clarity's sake uh sec is really just the u.s side of things right it's the just other, the US side. that's correct the other yeah, guys got yeah. nothing to yeah. say man. like the bank of england or you know I, I don't know like the ecb or like china they have not put out any thoughts around this well, relating to Davos, I'm not too sure. Yeah, but, but I mean, I know I know China went on to talk about like welcoming investors back to China. Blah, I mean, blah, blah. We, we all know China's stance on like blockchain, mm. You know, so their stance is very clear. You know, it, it is going to be centralized, government-controlled innovation, and like you know, so this is 
where the whole CBDC conversation actually yeah, was. So they will love CBDC, yeah, they right? Will love, they sense. will embrace it. Digital yuan, man. The digital yuan is a very strong and they have that direct access to their people already, right? They have that kind of digital infrastructure in place in the country. When I was living there, I didn't need to bring my wallet. It's just a phone. Yep. You know, yeah. But but then and I had to bring charger la. So I still bring two things, right? <laughs> <laughs> problems are problems. First world problems. I mean, with regards to the EU, I mean, I think there have been ongoing talks about, you know, crypto regulation and pushing for an EU wide crypto strategy. But, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, these things, like the regulation that, that they've been discussing, which has been postponed, I think the vote has been postponed. It covers things like money laundering, consumer protection, accountability of uh, crypto companies, and environmental impact. So that's the crux of the matter like you know that the sec is uh, trying to deal with that you know is crypto a security uh, or not uh? i don't know how you guys feel about this uh, but isn't there like uh, some irony in the fact that you have these crypto companies right that are essentially they have at some point or maybe are still are touting you know like the ideal of like decentralization and but you know and some they still have to kind of like lobby <laughs> the powers that be you know, to allow them to operate. So, like, you know, th- this is where like, I find that, like, you know, it's, it's quite interesting. I mean, long ago, I really doubted this thing, right? I really think it's weird, right? And then my team, about two years ago, we really started observing, like, correlation between Bitcoin and the, crypt- and the stock market. Mm, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, when yeah. there's correlation there, then you know you really, right, who Bitcoin is in the game, right? Hedge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, if you got inflation hedge. How did that work out? Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or digital go or, or whatever, right? But I think that that's a different discussion altogether, right? I think the whole idea here is that, yeah, la, the reality is there are dominant powers in the game. And yeah, if you want to play this game, then you got to play by the rules of the SEC. La. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How do you guys feel about CBDCs? Honestly, I think it is a great technology for the government, Mm. you know, to to manage money and to kind of push out. Because, I mean, I contextualize it to Singapore, in the sense that sometimes, you know, there was a period of time where you receive checks Mm. or like like vouchers. Mm. And then it's like, oh my goodness, these vouchers, right? They are dead. But, you know, it's like, what are the requirements? As someone Mm. that is managing, it will be very hard, right? But for the end user, it may also be a little bit more complex because there are multiple things. Mm. But if you have things like the CBDC you can pretty much just like set expiry dates you can set all these different things so from a centrally managed viewpoint right it is good lah Right, you know, from the government's perspective. But of course, on the individual, when these things get more and more digital, there's digital footprint, you can track, you can do all that. And very hard for you to tax optimize. Lah. <laughs> tax, I, I never say any other thing. Huh? It's tax optimization. My lawyer say, can you use this word? Huh? Okay, so it's a. So, so yeah. I mean, that, that, that is like vouchers and all that. Lah. But, you know, when, when it goes to something like e money, you know, that, that, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so in other words, you don't need the vouchers anymore because you can use the e money as a proper proxy for that already, right? Because they created vouchers as proxy for money because there was a certain parameter that they needed to set around it. But now you don't even need that, right? You can just dish out the e-money and then you can create some sort of a secondary, like an e-money prime, right? Singapore dollar prime, you know, and then you just complete with certain parameters that are preset into the system. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, personally, I'm not that hot on, on, on CBDC just because of like uh, 
you know, the, the implications it brings to personal freedom and... Of course, of course, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I mean it, it goes against the whole ethos, right, of like... Of course, um, yes, yes, I totally get it, yeah. Yeah. Of, of crypto, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so drug dealers will have to go back to using paper money, uh, unfortunately. Well, uh, Bitcoin, uh, so yeah, Bitcoin, man. Bitcoin or bust, man. Like, like this, like, that is why it's still the blue chip, right? Yeah, but I think I think this is like, you know, like one of those, I mean, I, I actually don't don't have a view on this, uh, surprisingly. I'm quite neutral. I can see both sides. I, I think that the other thing that is interesting here is that if you have state adoption of like blockchain, right? I think that maybe one upside here is that they would generally also be more open to embracing further innovation in this space. The idea here is, if you, if you think of it, I draw a parallel, right? I draw a parallel on this, right? It's with the public healthcare system and the insurance coverage, right? It's like, if you don't have a public healthcare system or you don't even have a healthcare system, you cannot sell insurance on top of it, right? So the, no, pro- exactly, the, yeah, the product exactly. is built on something else. That is a great analogy, uh, right? Uh, so the Richie, product is built on awesome. something else. So if you have like a CBDC that runs around, right? Yeah. You can essentially build products on top of it that, can, exactly, that, yeah. that potentially can be decentralized, but then must be regulated by the government, right? Because yeah you're building on their platform yeah, because right? you know if it's CBDC it's going to be packed to the, to the country's dollar anyway yeah and the trilogy of strength pretty much with the US today is really the dollar and the weapons right and the politically correct positions right what what we call the moral grounds right and, and then <laughs> yeah ooh, ooh. Right, we don't go there don't go there mm, huh? better, not, better not control yourself control yourself huh? yeah. okay so I control myself also yes so, so pretty much that's the trilogy of power right so if you think about it unless the crypto guys are going to start building up military bases right if, if there's anything the government can still come in and potentially really just smash it right so here's the kicker right like you know the people like in these communities as well like you know in the crypto community they're human beings man and like you know they make imperfect decisions and they're also like you know like bad actors in there you know so i think at the end of the day like you know like (laughs) it's just going from one form of like control to another like you know i guess that is also a good segue into the next story love it finally (laughs) you're learning to segue i love it love it yes mark come bring us (laughs) bring bring us yes (laughs) Well, so like, you know, since, uh, yeah, the, the, so just moving on to the next uh, uh, story that we have today. <laughs> it was a beautiful um, segue and then you're like, you're like, you're like, Paisi, then you cannot segue. Yeah, yeah, because you called it out. So now okay. like, you know, like the flow is completely gone. <laughs> okay, great, great. Give you five star, give you five star. Cut that part out. Yes, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have been taking a look at DAOs. Uh, you know, I think that this is one of the poster charts of like, you know, like the past couple of years, right? We've seen it like, you know, like we've seen DAOs rise uh, and fall. And uh, the question we, we're asking right now is that, you know, like what's going to happen in 2023, right? Will we see a reemergence of DAOs? So, I mean, like just the, and this is a non-consensus view, of course. <laughs> we uh, have observed there are a lot of inefficiencies, right, um, with how DAOs operate. And, you know, th- there's, there are some questions as to how, like, you know, a truly democratic way of operating a business, right, or like an organization, right, can really function in real life. Okay, actually, maybe you should step back and just explain what, what, what a DAO is and, and how it works in, in theory. Right. Um, so, you know, essentially a DAO is like an organization with, the easiest way to, to talk about this is that like, you know, it's an, organi- an organization with no boss, no manager, everyone's an owner and everyone has like, you know, like voting rights. So an example of this is that like, you know, like in a DAO, um, if you wanted to increase or change the compensation of the people who are kind of like, you know, like involved in a DAO, it would be a community initiative and everyone would have like, you know, like a vote. Right, right. So, so DAO, DAOs issue governance tokens. Governance tokens, yeah. To, to their users or other stakeholders. 
And then these tokens have, you know, correspond to a set amount of voting power within this organization. And these tokens also have a price for which it can be traded on the secondary market. So, so good, good examples of this would be, you know, the UNI token, right? Um, and then that gives you voting rights on the exchange. Well, that's like a market in a market, one market exceptions, yeah. Like yeah, but, but one of the big issues is that, you know, I think there have been many reports on this that look at, at, at the major DAOs. Uh, a minority of holders have, you know, a vast majority of voting power. I mean, exactly, right? It's the same with the staking, the proof of stake issue, mm. right? Once you allow the DAOs to float in the market such that they can be exchanged, capital comes in and soak it up, right? Yeah, please continue, sorry. No, no, no. So, that, I mean, that is something that, that needs to be addressed uh, for it to actually be uh, more equitable. I mean, right now, yes, it's equitable based on how much money you have in this uh, organization or whatever corresponding to the number of uh, governance tokens. Uh. Yep. So, so, so I guess, you know, like uh, a, a couple of questions that, you know, we, we've been kind of mooting, right? You know, should decentralized applications uh, adopt something more of like, you know, a progressive decentralization, right? Where like, you don't decentralize completely from the start and then like, you know, like important decisions are just really kind of like centrally managed and decided, you know, by a, a select few. By a tripartite organization. Uh, yes. Uh, we're going like there. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Or should they just, you know, embrace it completely, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think one, one of the things here that like, you know, is that the truth of the matter is that not everybody should be making decisions now. Wow, that's that's a snob there. Very arrogant. It is not like and and, and, yeah. and no, it's not that. It's like you know, I also know that like I mean, you wouldn't expect someone like me to be you know like making technical decisions that like you know like are like you know beyond the realm of my expertise. Fair, I you agree. Know? Yeah, yeah, and, and I know that you know it's not it is not like the fact that I'm thinking of like that I have low self esteem or high self esteem or like I mean you know, I'm a dick or whatever you know it's just the facts. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of like Freudian sleep there. <laughs> it's like all coming out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but I do agree. Yeah. I do agree. Which is why I struggle with this, right? Like structurally, uh, when people create DAOs or at least in the crypto space, stop of decentralization. And DAO is like the governance idea, right? One person, one token. You know, uh, or at least that's how it starts. Like eventually, token floats, money comes involved, and then you get centralization problems. I mean, and and that's a recurring thing in my head. It's like, mm, do I really want everybody to vote on something? You know, how how will it look like? And uh, and what is my incentive structure at play? Right. So this becomes a very complicated question if you are trying to like. Yeah, it is massively complicated. Yeah, and, and that's like the, the endless problem in my head. Like, when I think of this whole crypto decentralized, centralized, some people come in to centralize it, but then you want to decentralize it. It's right? like, what do you want? Right? <laughs> so messy. Okay, but I have to say that I think that, you know, the conversation should also move towards like, depending on like the industry and, and you know, like what the DAO, you know, like why the DAO, you know, exists, right? I mean, Certain areas are just, you know, like easier to kind of administer. So for example, like, you know, if it's something that's a bit more social focused, right? Um, like Friends with Benefits, you know? Well, like, I, I love how Friends with Benefits is your first social focus. I, I mean... Example. I'm giving extreme examples here like, because, okay, you know, compared okay. to say like a Uniswap or like... Well, you know, I feel like, like very, uh, very off-brand. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very scared. What? <laughs> very off-brand, very off-brand, but please off-brand. continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors are starting yourself, huh? Yes, please, please continue. It's clear, right? That, that Friends with Benefits is a DAO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A DAO. <laughs> uh, you guys, yeah. Okay, so for, for all those who are not in the know, like, okay, mm-hmm. Fr- Friends with Benefits is like one of the larger, I would say like it's a social focus kind of like DAO where like, you know, like people can, can network and, you know, collaborate on projects. That's what they mean by like Friends with Benefits. Like, it's not supposed to be like a, like a hookup or dating kind of like decentralized application. Like, but I mean, like, you know, like people end up hooking up or dating and that's, that's you know, a plus point, right? 
um, That's noting, a plus that, point. noting okay. that like the majority of like you know like people in the blockchain and crypto is still male dominated la, unfortunately la. You know, so maybe the gender ratios are not there yeah so that that is that is the rundown with um the, the general idea behind friends with benefits and then you have to get the FWB token to kind of like you know like vote and then like you know like I have a say in how like the platform is administered so the point I was trying to make here is that like in a DAO like this you know the decisions that you would be making um are probably a bit more general you know like it is I, I will be more comfortable making decisions in something like this like you know versus say like a decentralized exchange where I would have no idea how to kind of like you know like administer like you know an exchange <laughs> You know, that, that, that is like you know, a very broad example. Uh, obviously, like, you know, like definitely can get the more detail, but like, like just using these examples to kind of like make the point uh, that like, I think that it also depends on the area or industry, you know, or like the problem that the DAO is trying to solve. Yeah. And I think this is a great tangent to really talk a little bit about like how actually a lot of technology in crypto, right? It's not very technology, right? It's not very difficult, right? A lot of these like tech is like, it's there. There are a lot of templates that you can use. Right, but the difficulty is lies in the incentive structures that are at play. You know, how do you, how do you set it up? How do you think about it? How do you foresee how these incentive structures will create certain things, lah? Right. So, so like you know, yeah, exactly. The, the incentive structures are actually really important here. Yeah. yeah, that's a complex one because that's like social structures talking about like understanding the human and hypothesizing how things will play out. Right. Those those things are very complicated. But I, yeah, I yeah. think that mm. like you know like DAOs have there is a huge case to be made for them in the area of like nonprofit. You know, you can galvanize support for a cause, right? So like, you know, like, for example, in the case of like, uh, I think there was one, I think it was called the Ukraine DAO, if I'm not wrong. So it's like, it was a fundraising DAO really set up to collect and distribute donations uh, to assist like, you know, like those affected by the war, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a bit gimmicky, yeah. It's a, a bit gimmicky, gimmicky but gimmicky, yeah. they did, I think they, they auctioned off uh, uh, an NFT image of the Ukraine flag, you know, I think like, like a good few million, you know. They, they, want, they, want, they want my logo no? on my face. I mean, I can, <laughs> I can auction off my yeah. face and my logo. Right. No, no, but as in what, what I'm saying here is that because, you know, it's not driven by profit in this sense. So, you know, they, they, then maybe that, that is also an area, you know, that complicates things, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So, so when it's when it's really non-profit and like you know like there is a cause that you're you're looking to kind of like galvanize a community around, then this is one area where like I think that the agendas are more aligned. Hmm. Mm. It's interesting. I'm yeah. Just saying, I think war is all for profit. It's just how to profit. <laughs> Right, it's just uh, so that's okay, a that's a different discussion. Yeah, I, 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 that's I a different discussion, you know, but hey, I understand what you're saying. You're the one yeah, 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 no, no, no. But I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes, I agree. So you know, you know what? What's the best case forward? The best case forward is we own self set up a DAO and then kind of pilot and test it out and see see how it works. Right, and then we will learn about it over time. Right, we can always set up a DAO that just gets our audience to direct us as to what content do, should we create. Right, and I think you that's know, such you know, a low hanging fruit. It just feels like so much work. You know, like setting up a DAO. Imagine like, you know, you're effectively kind of like, you know, like, like running a political party, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. It's so tiring. I totally get it. Yeah. If not, I would have died long ago. But now, now I think you guys can. So we show you, man. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, man. So yeah, we talk about it again. Talk about I it. I feel very tired just, just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, just man. thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Cool. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Nice, but oh, those are those are three really good stories, right? Um, in closing, anybody has any other things you want to add for this week? I mean, it's it's quite an eventful week in that sense, and the eventful not like not like same event, keep churning downwards. But yeah, there's some uh, disparate views out there. Uh, I mean, like you know, I'm obviously feeling optimistic about looking at all the. No, bro, but uh, you, you every know, every week also you say you're optimistic one. No, just <laughs> seeing the sea of green on my. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That's no, a real but, but, optimist. But, yes, but but it, it does seem like you know, well, yeah, crypto is down, but it's not out, lah. So mm. we, we we see like at, dead cat bounce, dead cat bounce. No, but at Davos, you know, and all these other things. I mean, it 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 does, it does appear that innovation is chugging along, lah. So it's you know, true. To, 2023 is off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Nice. Mark, anything? Uh, no, I think that that, that was that was uh, you know, green colors in your trading account. That's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, coconuts. Uh, thank you for tuning in with us every week. Um, yeah, down the road, if we send a Reddit, we'll let you know. Meanwhile, if you have any questions, uh, drop us on Telegram group and uh, check out all the latest articles on blockhead.co. Okay. Take care. Right, Bye, guys. Hey Coconuts, so yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments and if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff then that is where we're trying to cover but not from the angle of like this is good that is bad but really trying to see it from like what is happening how is it developing and I hope you find this useful and interesting right so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week